the Earth is invaded by indestructible bone monsters. Their ghastly mission, death for all humans. My arms are lasers. All humans, there is no escape. My arms are lasers. Let's watch movies. Welcome to My Arms Are Lasers. I am Be Nick back. Allen, and along with me is suspected time traveler Aaron Walkie. <laughs> Greetings and salutations! Creator of Drunk Lit, Ellen Ooh. Trimity. Hi! You don't know me. And also, we have a special <laughs> guest, a real-life VFX artist. Yeah! Hey, <laughs> Do some VFX for us right He's now. I, all right. Wow, this... Oh my Ooh. god! It's it's like real life. You like that? It's wait, wait beautiful. till wait till I do it here. Let me do this. This is thing amazing. Here. And then, I can't believe what I'm watching. And then so. watch. Wait, here's the best part. Oh, oh, oh wow. yeah. it just rendered so well. Wow. Yeah, that was good. You guys at home don't know what oh. you're missing. No, Times are tough out. in the VFX game. <laughs> you're right. That's why I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this pays nothing. Uh, okay. I'll so see we're you going to do a quick pod sesh. If you will, a nugget. Talking about Ender's Game, the movie, since we talked a lot about the book. So hopefully everyone has seen the movie. Yeah, affirmative. Okay, that's good. Hey. I should have checked that. <laughs> so did you guys enjoy the movie? I did. I enjoyed it very much. You know, I will say that I watched the movie, I think, the day after we recorded the original podcast, and I had so immersed myself in the Ender's game averse. Taking notes. Uh-huh. I had mm-hmm. I had read the book, like, the previous three weeks, you know, listened to the book on tape, then came here, discussed it for two hours, and then went into the movie, and I was like, this is going way too fast! Yeah. What? what? I, I couldn't follow it. Like, it's it seemed like... Everything that we had talked about that we loved and everything was just like, oh, one minute, that's going. All right, that, that scene we just but wait, spent shouldn't we seconds. explore was... our feelings and stuff about... Okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but it was a, that was my biggest thing. Was it just so much, they just kind of crammed in there so fast, and then they left stuff out. I saw it at the uh, Forever Alone showing, where it was me, seven other guys that were there by themselves, <laughs> and then a family came in the and best shamed way. us all. <laughs> the best way to see any movie adaptation where children die. But yeah, I thought it, it, it moved a little fast, yeah, but it had a lot to cover. Oh, it certainly did, and I, it was very faithful to the book. Yeah. Yes, my biggest complaint was that there wasn't more of what I loved that they had already done well. There wasn't more battle school oh, no. fights. But other than that, I, I mean, I would have trimmed in other places and extended, had a few more battles, but I thought that what they had looked amazing, was done well. Oh, yeah, it was visually stunning, but I, I was very surprised that they only included two two-minute uh, laser tag, floating laser tag battles yeah, that was, in the entire movie when I thought that was going to be the most of the film. That was the, my biggest complaint. I thought Brian, it was just, would you like to it. comment on the VFX? Since yeah, you it looked great. And uh, I, as a person who personally knows and sat by several <laughs> artists who worked on the film, uh, I can say they did a great job with it. It looked awesome. Um, kind of knew that was going to happen coming into it just because I know those people. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my biggest kind complaint. Kind of a big deal, Brian. My biggest complaint besides... I mean, you can always say something about speed when you're trying to translate a book to a movie. There's always going to be like weird things with it. But the fact that the battle school, like the battles were like 
so non-existent. They didn't. They showed one dragon army battle, and yeah. so you just like didn't care. Just kind of like it's, they made it seem like a less important part. Yeah, of the book. Which I needed like, at least one more battle, and then a massive montage yeah. of battles. That's yeah. That's what was you hardly missing. even saw that time passed. It was only through dialogue. They're like yeah. There's oh by the that you've been winning to, for some time now. That happened off screen. Also, they had tons of uh, karate and hand to hand combat shots as their montage. It's like yeah, let's show them doing all these like <laughs> karate, karate moves and flips because that's Cause something that they I guess did in the book. That was something that I in the book they, they said off camera. Like yeah, yeah. oh and yeah. he was also doing the training. Oh, he just did yeah. it back to the battle school. <laughs> like they all weren't trained themselves. No, to do that. yeah. Well, I have a little um, film intel from a friend who worked on it. it said that they shot they shot Battle School for fifty days, and that <laughs> the director well, a lot of that fell on the cutting yes, room floor. That the director had a cut of it, and then uh, one of the companies that had a hand in it decided to recut it um, without without him, him knowing he didn't have it. directors. And then Final they and cut. right, and then the audience tested their cut, and we're like, people seem to like this. Your cut's gone, so we won't know Ooh. what he wanted. In wow! It. Does your secret friend As think that that will show up on like a Blu-ray or something? I wonder. Like if I don't think so. Cut? You don't think they'll cut? ever release like a director's cut of it? Well, maybe or I an guess. extended cut. As some, as someone who worked for the company that it was made for, I think I, I know and can take partial responsibility for what may or may not have happened. So, well, you were the you were the lead FX artist. As I, as I was, as, as we as we mentioned earlier, I was the the supervising visual effects artist on this thing. on this film. Wow, awesome. yeah. well, nice work. Yeah, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. Again, not to toot my own horn or anything. So, but a, the it sounds like you just wanted two scenes so that you could make them look perfect. And you didn't want to do more than that, right? I'd like to do as many scenes as possible. Like if I could, what the best way to go about doing a visual effects movie is just to take like everything you shoot and just polish it all mm-hmm. and make it a hundred percent perfect. That way, when you get into editing, you can start whittling it down after that. <laughs> Interesting. So what? So what you're saying, Brian? And this is a serious question. So if they were to release that director's cut that had more Battle School in it, the likelihood of all the VFX being finished or whatever would be very low. Uh. Well, like, would they do a director's cut? I mean, if it's like, my, if you it's would my see a title that says "This is perfect, Earth, Brenda Later." No, uh, <laughs> in, in all honesty, you would have like, yeah, it's like all green screens. Oh, really? Like, yeah. like for the director's cut, they wouldn't. Yeah. Do that well, the, the thing minute. is, like, there are companies that actually one of the companies I'm working for now they do um, like an in-between visual effects step where like it's more for editorial, so the editorial will show the director like temp VFX in it. So you might see like the temp VFX in it. Maybe some mm-hmm. of the green screens are gone. But it's oh. not polished. It looks like crap. And so it's not like fast. Lord of the Rings extended edition, where it was just no. like extra movie. No, there there probably are things. There probably are a couple shots that were um, actually done, um, and that got cut. But typically, they tend not to, just because mm-hmm. that costs a shit ton of money to polish a shot. And it's not like Lord of the Rings, where all those loader nerds are just going to buy anything that right, comes out. Right? Yeah, they're not going to buy like six Five copies of Ender's of Game. Yeah. I just wanted to say that, you know, growing up and everything, I heard that the biggest reason why Ender's Game was never adapted is because uh, companies were afraid to handle all the special effects of Battle School. And was, I just find well, they it. they didn't have the technology right, to shoot in space right. until recently. Which, <laughs> until, <laughs> until gravity came I, out. Right. I actually but, have a. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just. Just to cap that off, is that I just find it ironic that 
it looked amazing and that yeah. but there wasn't enough of it exactly yeah. <laughs> well, 50 days <laughs> 50 days. 50 days. I, I actually 50 have a hard day. I, I actually have a relevant story, which I forgot to share in the original podcast, which is uh, my first and only fan letter that I've ever written was to Orson Scott Card. Uh, after I read Ender's Game, I became obsessed with the idea of, like, why is this not a movie? Mm-hmm. I just saw Jurassic Park. And then uh, I used to watch this TV show that was on the Sci-Fi channel that was called... Uh, I think it was called like Hollywood Movie Magic or just Movie Magic, and all they did was just show like special effects and how movies do special effects, and they'd focus on one movie at a time. And so this particular special that I'd seen was on an otherwise very forgettable movie called Heart and Soul that came out in the mid '90s, and it was about four people who die in a car wreck, become ghosts. And that was the theme of the movie, Heart and Soul. You really got some heart and soul. I knew that there would be singing in this part. Yeah. You really got some heart and soul and heart and soul. But anyway, so there's there's these four ghosts that die in a car wreck. In order to finish their unfinished business, they have to team together and help raise this child or what? some shit. I don't remember. It was something ghost We had to get this child okay. through college. It was basically ghost dad times four. <laughs> so uh, it was ghost uh, three men and a baby? But, but the Yes, exactly. But the, <laughs> the, the point that was that uh, I, in the making of this film, they showed how they got them to fly around like ghosts, uh-huh. and it was via you know those wire suspension things and yeah. what, and it blew my thirteen year old mind <laughs> that they could suspend. Blew from my thirteen year old mind. Aaron's huge thirteen year old mind. My pulsating thirteen year old brain. Massive brainiac. Uh, that they could suspend them from wires and then digitally erase them. Yeah. And so I found Orson Scott Card's, at that time, mid-90s, very primitive website, uh, found his email address and wrote him an email <laughs> that was like, Dear Mr. Card, I have some good news for you. Maybe you weren't aware of this, and this is probably the only reason why the film hasn't been made yet, but there's technology that now that Hollywood is able to use, as seen in the film Heart and Soul. I like like that you cited it, just to make sure. In case you didn't know. There was a footnote. Wire removals are very big nowadays. And at the end of the letter, yes, what are your thoughts on homosexuals? How do you you envision two naked men floating around? No, I believe I ended it like I hope all is well with you, and <laughs> you I look forward. Nice. And, and like I look forward to the movie. Signed, Aaron Waltke, age thirteen. Did you? Aww. Did you suggest <laughs> that you play still? Ender? <laughs> no, I did not. Because I did the I, same thing till Bill Watterson about Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> but even though it probably wouldn't have made a great movie. Yourself as a tiger. No, no, I was oh. like. This should this should be a movie. By the way, I think I'd make a great Calvin. <laughs> so, so you wrote a letter to Bill Watterson? Yeah, he didn't reply. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. I, got, I got fan art back. But, oh, that's oh, well, cool. That's nice. Did you, like hit stuff he made or like he actually just, sketched? Just copied off. Oh, okay. yeah. printed off. <laughs> well, I uh, it's just real fast to the the movie thing, like. When I was younger, I also got really excited about it, kind of like Aaron did. And, like, I found, like, I was searching the internet, and I found somebody made, like, a fan script for, like, an Ender's Game thing. I got really excited because I thought it was real because I didn't realize, like, fake things existed (laughs) on the internet. Uh, And I remember getting it and kind of looking at it, but then I was, like, I remember, like, reading it. It kind of talked about the battle, and then it was nothing ever happened with it. I was really disappointed. 
So then, cut to like years later, I was listening to the pod to um, the audiobook of Ender's Game, yeah. And Scott Card basically explained the reasons why he took the movie took so long to oh, get really? this made, yeah. And this doesn't really have anything to do with the script that I just mentioned, so that was a good lead in. But uh, <laughs> by the by, by the by, let me just let me just take that out. Um, well, you but were in charge said, of all of Ender's Game. I was as the director of Ender's Game. Uh, I did I did research these things heavily, but basically said that he tried to get a, made a movie since almost since it was written, but studios yeah. wanted to age up everyone and add a love interest, which they kind of ended up doing did. anyway. But did. not as like it, it wasn't like as like in your face right. love interest. Right. It's not like Hunger Games. And yeah, yeah, all that. that but, true love conquers right. all. It's more like it's I more love like, the sack of flour. Yeah, it's like oh, she's <laughs> just what I call that guy. <laughs> sack of flour, man. Sack of flour. Oh, okay. No. Uh, but um, yeah, that was like the biggest reason that all these studios want to know. And he was trying to get it made a movie so long, so I got really excited and I kept thinking about that old script. So I brought it back a little bit, uh, and got, I was hoping that it might something might come of it. And then um, I, when I got out here, one of the first things I heard was that this company was going to make the movie, and I got really excited. It's like, oh, maybe there's a way I can actually work on it. And I got to sit next to the people working on it. So <laughs> life goals, and also awesome. as the director, as the director. <laughs> so since it was a pretty good adaptation to the book at times probably to its fault there were nods to the book that you as a book reader would understand like the bunk thing yeah as a movie watcher yeah. i don't I think like, most people would understand what's that. the meaning wait, of wait, oh what what are you referring to where ender comes in he's estranged he comes into his first his launchy group and they left the bunk near the entrance open right and as you know, in the book, he's kind of playing it off like he's intelligent. Right. Oh, I'll flip this on them. I'll flip the script. He's like, right. oh, thank you for leaving this open. It's the best bunk. But in the movie, he says that, and you're just like, okay, what would that mean? Yeah, the, kind of the audience of is like, what that mean? And then the people in the launchy group are like, what does that mean? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> everyone was the, just only person, well, the only person. And then the director's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of took it as the front seat on the bus. Yeah. Okay. So I guess yeah. it, maybe it works, okay, but it seemed something. odd. It was an odd moment. The other odd moment that really stuck out to me, at like a sore thumb, was uh, the scene on the raft. I felt like the whole conversation between Ender and his sister. I know they're supposed to be super genius kids, but it felt like two people, two kids reading essays and not talking like humans. See, I just want to do a little footnote. That's when I got up to go to the bathroom because I knew nothing cool was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, good, I know nothing's going to happen you, for a while." Did you have that little app that said like when to pee? No, I just, I mean, you know the story, and yeah. you know, like that nothing's going to happen yet. He hasn't gotten a command yeah, th school. There is, by the yeah. way, endorsement. Le my arms and lasers, fans, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> laser heads out there. Uh, <laughs> don't no, don't, that's not official yet. Uh, Lays blazers. Lays blazers. That's uh, we'll make that's a list. Arm blazers. <laughs> uh, there is an there is a website and I think an app of co correspondent that tells you when you can get up to pee in a I mean, movie. Like isn't it called like wind to pee dot or something. Yeah, wind to pee. It's something, something like pee that. Pee in the wind. Com. <laughs> no, do never do that. Uh, new not no, pee into the wind. No, no. So I can't you believe that scene was like I was kind of surprised that that him going back to Earth. And taking a timeout was still in there since they had to move so fast. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't do the blog. Like, first of all, there's no blogging. Thank God. Right. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> that was that made the most sense. That was the, yeah. the yeah, cut that, that made the it, most. It made sense. a lot of sense, but it also all it also made all this stuff with Peter make a little less sense because you only see him in like 30 seconds in the movie, yeah, and then true. suddenly there's like it was Peter's face. 
Wait, which one was Peter? Was he one of the other guys? Well, well, Harrison I, Ford said his psycho brother. I, in a pretty I appreciated good, yeah. that Harrison Ford at least got the word psycho. Right. But yeah. that whole brother. place was filled with psychos, so it didn't really mean a lot. Everyone who was against Ender was a psycho. Yeah, every child you met in that movie was a psycho. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, the whole Peter thing was just like, felt like it was just thrown in. I was like, oh, I was like, wow, they actually did the Peter thing, and then that was it. There yeah. was nothing. I'm like, I, okay, and the I Peter guess, thing I guess petered that's important. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a book, when you think about it, the book has way too many, like, antagonists. And I know they do that for a reason. Yeah. But in a mo- in movie storytelling, obviously, they would condense that down for, the you know, the rule of, of character economics also, to also, one or two people. Also, there's far less murder in the book than, or in the movie than in the book. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, they just Bonzo got hurt. didn't even die. Yeah, well, even... I mean, he was in, like, a coma, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he said something about, he's like, he's gonna I, die, I, isn't he? I, I, and then that was they it. said no. I took then, it as, yes, he was yes, dead, yeah. but they put his body in the machine anyway. Right. Because it's just emotions. fake, no. like it's working. Oh, yeah, he might live, and yeah. he's been there's brain actually, dead for weeks. There's a line in the movie where they're on the raft, and he's he says to, uh, uh, Valentine, he says, I've been waiting next to his bed every day and he hasn't waken, woken up yet, implying that the whole lakeside visit was him just to wait by Bonzo's bed. Ah. Not to, like, mm. take a break. Mm. Mm, I mean, I, I, all right. Again, I was in the bathroom <laughs> yeah, at that all right. point, That's so sure. Said. That sounds great. That's Still, exactly would have been happened. a fine place for a laser tag game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the name of the actor that played bon- Bonzo because I just want to say that he, I thought he was great. Oh really? I liked him a lot. I guess he did. I think a, I he did do a good job, but why did he have to be a horse jockey? <laughs> he was very tiny. <laughs> he was, he was so, so tiny. short. It didn't bother me because he was a, he just had he a had great that chip energy. On his shoulder. Yeah, Does, yeah. I guess they were trying to do syndrome. a Napoleonic right. complex right. thing with right. him. But I think we all pictured him as being like really tall and lean, like, not like a short little. Like when Ender first walked up to him or walked up to his squad, and then Bonzo comes forward. I thought like. Oh, and they're standing on risers that go down into the bay, <laughs> and then they watch right next to each other. I'm like, no, they're on the same plane. <laughs> oh my, he's tiny. That does he's happen itty-bitty. a lot in films, though. Oh, like, yeah. they obviously here they emphasized it by not giving him an apple box. But most you mean, of your favorite action heroes are the Tom, same size. Every as Tom Bonzo. Cruise movie, yeah, yeah that's, every time that's Tom true. Cruise, he's Tom Cruise, on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce yeah. Willis, like all of them yeah, are tiny. They people. just didn't give him an, an apple box. How many Tom Cruise movies have you worked on, Brian? Seventeen. Wow. 17 and a half. How many of them were you also starring in? (laughs) Three. I was working, I got to work next to the people working on Oblivion. So let me tell you also who I've worked next to. (laughs) Not like that was actually that Are you just a sandwich guy that comes in? Yeah, I am. I'm just a craft service guy. We're just bringing the food to the table, but that's about it. So this was 50 years instead of 80. What? Yeah, I don't know what. Fun fact. I oh, what, 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 since the first, since the first war? war? Yeah. They made it 50 oh, okay. instead of 80. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't funny. mind that. I don't know why they changed it. Um, the one thing that did bug me a little bit was yeah. the timeline yeah. of how soon they had to train Ender to command the yeah. fleet. They definitely sped that it up. That bothered me, too, because it seemed unnecessary. They could it, have had it, a time lapse that was yeah. larger. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Instead of, oh, we just got Ender into battle school, we have T-minus 29 days to get him to defeat the <laughs> Yeah, Bugger that seemed, fleet. like, right. really accelerated, because it yeah. hope, it's, like, years. And it makes it, it just, it takes what was already a questionable premise and tweaks it to the point of absurdity. Yeah. And, you know, like, it made me think of the first Harry Potter movie where 
they and they did this more than once they show passage of time through like the changing seasons and they they go through a year or more of time and it's it still works yeah and they didn't need that at all. I know there's... All the that, space leaves changed. It, <laughs> yeah. in the it, you can't it, tell seasons yeah. in space. <laughs> Knowing who you scream or pass the time <laughs> in space. All students follow the green and red lights to your Christmas present. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, it's there is that old... It's a screenwrite, a pretty common screenwriting <laughs> trope. No, um, <laughs> a stupid joke, and I just all the Jewish students uh, go to the battle room and <laughs> go to the battle room, and I don't know, look at each like, other, you know, atone, I guess, I don't know, whatever you do, I'll throw gold coins in, there. gold coins. Listen, there's stars in the sky, you know what to do, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, I understand kind of what the what he was going for uh, in that you know the ticking clock is a pretty common uh, trope in screenwriting, but it just. You can have a sense of impending doom without it literally like <laughs> this kid. They could have done made, that too later on. I mean, yes. they could have given it more time and the then said, school. now we have 29 days. The command school yeah. could have been I wanted like, a clock at the bottom of the screen the whole movie. <laughs> tick, tick, real time clock, real time. It, like it also, doomsday clock. And then the one last thing, I know we've just been kind of like griping, <laughs> but the one last thing that I thought was a little odd was uh, the, in the command school, they kind of buried the lead a little bit to where they didn't really they didn't really set up the fact that uh Mazer Rackham was battling Ender. Like they they just oh, yeah. they kind of, of like said it after the fact. Oh yeah, yeah by the way, they said simulation I was, it, it was kind of after Yeah, but yeah. they never implied that it was Mazer who was controlling yeah. it. Who was supposedly controlling it. Yeah. I also have a confusing thing for earlier in the movie. Like in the last podcast we talked about uh, Mazer Rackham's Independence Day run to the ship. <laughs> yeah, that turns out that's what he did. Literally. And I was like, okay, yeah, he took out, I guess they called it a cruiser, and he happened to take out the cruiser mm-hmm. that had the queen on it. But what they didn't show is that there were multiple cruisers. Well, they kind of did in the wide shot, but it was a yeah, little I'd never seen, I never. It don't definitely made that. it seem like it was the one. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I wonder where the queen is. Maybe this big this ass ship. No, I, w- I want to say there's there was a moment that just kind of bugged me a little bit from just kind of I don't know, it's like a cheese factor or what, but when they when the kids who have all seen this footage like time and time and time again, like they're in the battle school watching the footage again when it crashes into the ship, they all get up and like cheer and like yay, like it's just happening for the first time. Just felt a little like like it's- really like, unrealistic like, like you and i don't before. do that every time they play the u.s world cup well goals. you know but still like we we don't know that's coming they knew that was coming <laughs> right that's the difference it's like they've seen that same footage it's like if we saw the same touchdown over and over and over again it's like after a while you're like all right i get it i could buy into that yeah i don't know that's just nitpick. I will say, I did actually. I, I I understand. There's a lot of critics who is like who who were like that. Um, well, they made a lot of criticism that the movie didn't end soon enough, and I don't think it was that when they were saying that. I don't think they were saying that the movie was too long, uh, time wise. I think they were just complaining that to them they felt like there was a second ending, and that insofar as they wanted to wanted it to end with just Ender going. Oh crap! My I just killed the entire bugger race. My life's a lie. End really? of movie. I think that's where I they wanted they did to end. The ending pretty well. Right. I right. think anyone who's a fan of the book would agree with. Yeah, that and I was about to say I actually liked the ending. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, I thought with like it. emotionally it felt right. 
like it ended yeah. well. It's like, wow, okay, this you kind of feel like he's feels terrible. It wasn't like cheesy yeah. or poorly done. It's like, oh man, yeah. If if anything, I think they they could have benefited again from just teasing that out a little bit more and make make him truly like you know like he's doesn't have a will to live after destroying those buggers and then. But but that being said, it's like I thought that the whole moment with the the queen coming out and you know like trying like acting like it's gonna kill him and then just stopping and then just showing him what, the what last. is tears human what, <laughs> what is, tears, is love <laughs> yeah they could just cut out another battle scene they didn't really need it anyway another battle school scene just cut it and just like add a little bit more in the bugs at the end yeah I think I, what I'm saying is I wanted it to be a three hour epic movie I wanted <laughs> yeah to, I wanted it to be a five and a half hour Lawrence of Arabia in kids school space Aaron wanted them to turn that one book into three movies I would have been okay if it was two they could have split it into two and it would have been fine but uh, you know they don't have the money for that yeah I mean it's just a weird co-production right. the way it was yeah put together it's kind of I don't know, I thought it was fine as well. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. I thought that they did a great job showing the dynamics between the kids. I mean, as well as could be expected. Yeah, there's Um, just a lot of kids. Yeah, Yeah, but I thought they handled it well. There was, like, a couple that, like, I think... like there were a couple in there they were like okay you kind of care about the kids a little bit but then there were other ones that they didn't really they like kind of mention them or they're kind of like yeah. throwaway like bean was like yeah. this kind of super throwaway almost oh, i like the fact that they bought they brought uh bernard in on this ch- team was yeah. he that was actually a good idea no he wasn't because it showed like, that you know, he could win the hearts of people that once hated him yeah 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 bernard pretty Just much got sidelined and i thought that was a good a good way to show that he was capable of leadership my favorite part was the command school or like my favorite like 10 seconds is probably the the very end of the battle Mm-hmm. The last battle where they do the hamster ball of people, and they're changing their direction by people pushing off. Yeah, that was a good pump up of like That's ten good. seconds. But my overall yeah. favorite portion of the movie was command school. Yeah, with the visuals of yeah. the ships around him. Well, it also mm. kind of it was paced how I think we wanted the battle school to be paced, and that it was like several smaller battles yeah. leading up to the big one, which is how exactly. It, we wanted the middle to be, but oh, it was just hard to. But they had to show in. more hand-to-hand combat shots. Yeah, well, they had to show the romance that wasn't quite a romance. With <laughs> yeah, Petra. They're, they're kind of like, uh, okay. It was a, it was a friendship. It was a, it was a sex ship. It was a sexy <laughs> friendship. <laughs> it was a more than just friends later, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, thank God, that's all it was. Let's grow up together, maybe. Listen, she'll be hot. Hey, maybe. She'll be hot when she's older. I, I help better, you find a friend. This one. I help you find a bug a planet, maybe. Hey, maybe, baby. Hey. All right. Let's travel real fast. <laughs> by Ansible. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be nice if we were older? And we can make that happen by traveling faster than the speed of light, maybe. Right, so, <laughs> anything else on the movie? Um, I just like overall, we liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did like, I it. like it. I think I liked it enough that I wanted way more of it, and that that was probably my my takeaway from the film. Yeah. yeah, I wanted more of Battle School, but overall, I thought it was really well executed, and I had a lot uh, less. Um, problems with it than I did when I first saw The Hunger Games. So oh, yeah. I was very yeah. impressed was, with what they did. Overall, it was a better film than the first Hunger Games. I, I think they did a really good job of getting like everything in there. like Almost too good to the point where I liked it as a person who's a fan of the book. Um, like I felt like, okay, Walking Away, that's the Ender's Game movie that I kind of want, like basically wanted Sans a couple battle mm-hmm. school things would have right. liked to see. But then I can see how like the general public having no idea would come into it and be like, 
like especially the beginning maybe they think it's like what's going on here or there's like stuff in there i think might have gone over some heads of people and they just didn't care as much but but i think a lot of the people seeing the film were diehard fans yeah i think that helped how how well (laughs) guys and mike (laughs) i I haven't checked the box office how did it do uh not that great like i think they're projecting like 80 million but of the 110 that it took to make or over 100 so it'll make its money back but not enough to get an instant sequel maybe well and that's the thing is i heard that sequel probably won't happen i was curious as to what a sequel would even be yeah because i know like i just i just finished listening to uh (laughs) i just finished listening speaker of the dead uh Uh today because i was like i'm gonna give this a listen to i haven't like gone through it in years so that would not work as a sequel. No. Fell asleep no. while gotta, driving. It's got to be like, injured. People. Yeah, no. What it was, what it would be, I think, is I just I read an article that said Scott Card was like, oh, this is popular again. I'm gonna go back and oh, write some. Oh. No, no, go back books? and write sequels that are more about battle school and like what happens afterwards to the international fleet. Yeah, that's so what like right, create, he's writing now. I yeah, think. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's I think what he would want the sequels of the movie to be, which is like okay, so yeah. definitely something that's parallel but not anywhere near where should, the universe. They is. should just do Ender Shadow and then give us a lot more like battle stuff. <laughs> I believe <laughs> that's what he. Um, yeah, that'd be good. I'd be fine with that. It made fifty four million. Yeah, in the opening. Box so opening, far. Yeah. Or is that opening? Oh no, is that? Oh no, opening. It did like. 30 all it hasn't around, all it around. hasn't really done much since the opening weekend so uh. they're projecting like i think 70 million or something well but, um i yeah overall i enjoyed it yeah and i thought the performances are great asa yeah. butterfield did great all the kids did great yeah and that's yeah. that's yeah. as great much the director Her- too you're welcome. Harrison You're welcome. Didn't really phone it in as much as I thought I did. I, he no. start- I, I enjoyed his performance. By, by the end, he was getting into it. At the beginning, he was a little bit. He was a little bit uh, Indiana Jones four, but by the end, he was at least Air Force One. Well, so they I probably was on, didn't record it in chronological. In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, maybe he, no, he was actually the movie. actually Nick. I went a revolutionary way and had them shoot it entirely yeah. in chronological <laughs> order. We started with we started the opening shot and ended with the end shot. I and, mean, maybe for the act- trailers, they shouldn't have used his actual speech about the buggers and the war maybe yeah, not shown maybe flat. not shown them blowing up the planet in the just actual trailer so yeah. yeah they maybe still bury that one a little end. bit i think the whole trailer should have just been the video game that he plays like the mouse battle and <laughs> the, the, giant, giant. <laughs> the giant jumping into the eye and, and, and they, just think it it. they just cool. think it's a, yeah, de- it yeah. a sequel to despero <laughs> <laughs> which interesting that that actually made the cut too yeah. like it's important especially i mean if if you ever wanted to do a Speaker of the Dead sequel or something, which yeah. they never would. Like, it's important because that's how it communicated to him, like, through the game and everything. But it's, like, I was really impressed that actually yeah, made it still. I was, too. All right, um, gang. So I think we're done with Ender's Game stuff. <laughs> and yeah. moving on to our next book, I think, is going to be Snow Crash. Snow Crash. By Jon Snow. By Jon Snow. Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Made it, to, made it 1.5 episodes before he dropped Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very long. At I all. think I snuck one in there on the first. I one. I feel like you guys dropped one in there at the beginning. But if I know me, and I think I do, <laughs> I did. Snook but crash. you guys could check in at the podcast. Write us at myarmsarelasers at gmail or on Twitter at myarmsarelasers or any of us on Twitter. Yep. Yep. Mine's at Good Aaron. At et phone h. Uh, at Carney BS. <laughs> At Go to Miss Prime. Uh, 
Thanks for listening, and check out all the other podcasts on the Explozo Magico Network. You can check them out at AmateurBlackface.com. <laughs> or GodHatesPoop.com. ProfessionalBlackface.com. GodMakesPoop.com. Just edit good, that one out. Good job. Good job, Ryan Way, to know your own URL. <laughs> Fucking um, idiot. Or ParanoiaShop.com. Check them all out. Should we go out singing some heart and soul? Heart and soul. We all got some heart and soul. It's all you really want. Heart and soul. Big soul and heart and soul and heart and soul and heart and soul. I am a robot. With the swiftness of a deadly cosmic ray, the Earth is invaded by indestructible bone monsters. Their ghastly mission. Lasers. All humans, there is no escape. My arms are lasers. Let's watch movies.